0: Welcome to the OmniTalk Fast Five, sponsored by Takeoff, the a and Consumer and Retail Group, and for the month of June, BrightSign. The OmniTalk Fast Five is the funniest, fastest, and most fervently insightful breakdown of all the week's top news in the world of retail, and also the podcast with the best alliteration. It's June 24th, 2021. I'm your host, Ann Mazinga, and I'm joined today by returning guest hosts and our favorite mate from across the pond, Oliver Banks. Ollie, welcome to the
1: show. How are you? I'm amazing and it's brilliant <laughs> to be back and uh, yeah, fantastic to be joining you here on the Fast Five. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a re- real honor to be yeah co-hosting with you. And I thought in honor,
0: Oh. There be a certain uniform, right? That's right. <laughs> I love this. So, you guys are, uh, I've had some amazing guest hosts these last couple of weeks while Chris has been out bringing it. They're bringing their, their costume changes. Everybody's really trying to just evoke the spirit of Chris Walton, and I could not That's appreciate it more. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if
1: it's possible, but. Um, I-
0: Hey, it it (laughs) makes all of us feel a little bit more comfortable, right? We're just, we're used to it. It's great. Um, Ollie, I'm going to be joining you on your show pretty soon um, for Retail Transformation Live just after the 4th of July holiday here. Um, We'll have some details in the show notes, but maybe give our listeners a little peek into what we'll be talking about and what you've got going on.
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm very excited that you're going to be joining me on the virtual stage. So Retail Transformation Live, as, as you say, is, is a virtual event. It's happening, uh, well, 6th, 7th and 8th of July. Uh, and we're going to be tackling some huge topics in retail. But you and I are going to be talking about some of the key omnichannel trends that are going on. What's hot, what's not, and, and where are we going with it all? I think it's going to be a, an amazing conversation as As is this, of course, as well. Yes,
0: yes. We'll (laughs) just consider this like the pregame for Retail Transformation Live. So if you like what you hear today, (laughs) we'll come back. We'll do it again, bigger and better. uh, The July 8th, I think it is. We're doing, or July 7th, sorry. July 7th. 7th, we're doing that. Um, So join us that and for the entire Retail Transformation Live uh, virtual event, it will be excellent. Before we get to the headlines here, I want to make sure that we thank our sponsor for the month of June, and that is BrightSign. As customers who are used to the personalized recommendations and experiences that they've had online are now heading back into stores, it is critical that retailers' in-store signage and communication with customers meets their new expectations. Luckily, BrightSign can help. BrightSign is the global market leader in digital signage experiences for retail. They can plug and play with any tech, voice, gesture control, no limit, uh, and it can all be easily managed through BrightSign's Control Cloud system. It works with nearly every CMS out there, and with one keystroke, you can pivot out of almost any CMS system on the fly. Also, my favorite part is they will proof of concept anything for you at no charge. So to learn more, you can visit brightsign.biz or again, check the show notes. Now well, that's a pretty Ali. fat
1: little proposition,
0: there, isn't it? I know, Shine I know, right? Cost, yeah. I know, in I know. They're they're gonna, as we say, uh, they eat what they cook there. So we like them. That's what we're all about <laughs> here at Anita. We're gonna get into today's fast five, where we're gonna talk Indochino's shop and shops at Nordstrom, Alibaba's expansion of Store X. Uh, we're also gonna be talking about Morrison's um, and their bid for and uh, several bids that they potentially might be getting here over in the UK. Um, Marks. And Spencer's trialing live video shopping, and we're going to take off with our first headline. What kind of retail podcast would we be if we didn't cover Prime Day, Ollie? It's like a, a box you have to check. Um, Prime Day. Cor- what's, a- what's that? Prime Day. <laughs> <laughs> What is this thing? (laughs) Actually, I think that might be a good lead into the Prime Day this year. So, according to Adobe Analytics, total online retail sales in the United States during Prime Day surpassed eleven billion dollars and were six point one percent higher than transactions generated by the twenty twenty event. So, this doesn't just include sales for from Amazon. This is also some of the other retailers that were doing Deal Days events, like Target, Walmart, Best Buy, Kohl's, and others who offered deals during this time. Um, another side note: Sales during Cyber Monday of 2020 accounted to about 10.9 billion. So this is, um, I believe, makes this the largest U.S. shopping day on rec- online shopping day on record. Um, Ali, I'm, before we get your thoughts on this, we we are going to put you on the spot right out of the gate. Um, we have this question as our put you on the spot question from A and M. Uh, They are asking about Prime Day because, again, why not? We're a retail podcast. We have to talk about it. Um, (laughs) they, They said Hubert Jolie from Best Buy famously noted that Amazon has created this wind around Prime Day for other retailers, like we mentioned, Target, Walmart, Kohl's, to take advantage of. But they want to get your thoughts on whether or not you think Amazon will continue to do one to two day Prime Days in the future. And will other competitors continue to follow this? And is there a way that Amazon should differentiate in the future? Like, Can they get ahead of this? And will they do something new and bigger and better now that everybody's kind of following along? So Ali, I'll get your thoughts on that and Amazon Prime Day first. Well, I, I think
1: that's that's a fantastic question. For me, it's gonna carry on certainly in the short term because it's clearly working and it's still growing at such a pace. Now, whether we will get to, in a few years' time, like we did with Black Friday and Cyber Monday, we're sort of right. plateauing mm-hmm. off, I don't know, I'm not sure. I, uh, I'm looking across to Singles Day and the extraordinary growth that that continues to see. And it's basically the same thing, right? Singles Day right. by Alibaba and MJD.com uh, are getting in on that. Prime Day and, and, and others are getting in on that as well. So I th- think it would definitely continue And it could become uh, another sort of big retail shopping event that just gets put into the calendar, albeit with Amazon's branding (laughs) listed front and center.
0: Ollie, you know, you bring up a really good point about, about Singles Day. I mean, Singles Day does double, at least double the revenue of what we see on Prime Day in that one Singles Day. I'm wondering, you know, as we start to... as we start to open up more. And as maybe U.S. consumers and European consumers, more people start shopping from, from you know, Alibaba instead of just limiting this to, you know, our Amazon in the U.S. Will we see, like, this kind of clash of, is it Prime Day versus Singles Day? And, like do the holidays, the old holidays like Black Friday and Cyber Monday just go away? And now it's just these these big retailers that are determining when the holidays are. I mean, I think this Prime Day is just another testament to the power that Amazon holds over the major players in this retail industry. They are the ones that make the rules and everybody else has to follow. And not just big box retailers, but small businesses too. I mean, this is really the day to compete. And I, you know, I think the other question that I have, too, is, you know, is consumer spending going to stay at the level that we see? I think we're coming out of the pandemic. People are, you know, still have cash on hand that they're willing to spend. And maybe, you know, will we continue to see these numbers year over year increasing?
1: Prime Day felt a little muted for me here in the UK. Um, I agree. It wasn't it wasn't such a big deal as it was in previous years, which is why I was really genuinely surprised at that six percent uplift. Um, Adobe were reporting because if if you cast your mind back to 2020 Prime Day was delayed so it was in October so just before holiday season it was almost kicked off holiday season right right Um, and to be six percent up on that is colossal in my view yeah Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so I think it's it's incredible just just rewinding a couple of minutes ago talking about Singles Day again I, I was I was doing some some reading and um, Prime Day shifted 250 million items, which is a colossal number. Until you look at Last Singles Day 2020, where Alibaba shipped 2.3 billion orders orders, oh, yeah. not items. So it's not apples for apples, but it's like a 10x 10x yeah. difference. It's it's colossal, and it continues to <laughs> surprise me.
0: Well, Ali, in the in response to A and M's last question, will what can Amazon do to stay above and kind of keep next step ahead? The only thing I could think of in response to this question would be like, do they start doing it in other categories? Like, do you get Prime Day space travel or like entertainment? <laughs> Is Amazon coming up with like their own Emmy awards and now they're the AMIs or something like that? Like now, now they just take over everything and the the industries have to follow suit. Um, any yeah. any predictions there? Well, I, I think
1: Amazon's Prime Day is still very much a selling event. You know, you look at the homepage on Prime Day and it is about look at the offers, right? You, f- again, fly fly over to China and you see what Alibaba are doing. They've got concerts, they've got pop stars, they've got, you know, big hosts. So I think as we shift into the world of social commerce, we'll start to see more of a, an event coming through. And I'd love to see Amazon throw in more of their proposition. So what is Prime Video going to do on Prime Day? You know, is there a special unique series that is there for 24, 48 hours only and it's sort of watch it before it's gone? How does that all play in? And yeah.
0: Well, let's move on to headline number two, something a little more exciting than Prime Day uh, because I agree, Prime Day was a little bit of a bust this year for me. Let's talk Indochino this week, announcing that they're going to open 21 Shop and Shops in Nordstrom locations nationwide. So 10 Indochino locations are currently open in Nordstrom stores, and they are scheduled to open 11 more between June 25th and July 2nd, ready to hit that wedding season hard this year with weddings back in action. Um, Shoppers are working with Indochino salespeople to choose fabrics, customization options, um, including lapels, buttons, pockets, lining, and monogramming. And then apparel is made to measure and sent directly to customers from the store within two to three weeks. And Nordstrom is also offering, they're extending their complimentary alterations to all Indochino customers. Um, Ollie, man, this is a shop and shop I can get on board with. I absolutely love this. I think it's a brilliant example of a complimentary partnership, tonal shop and shops in uh, Nordstrom stores. Not so much, but um, but I really think that, you know, this makes a ton of sense. Suits are something that I need to go to a store to get to try on, to get fitted for. And while I'm there, I mean, there's a million things that you can get in the Nordstrom experience from shoes to socks to accessories to fragrance. And probably the people that I'm going with can do something too. you know, i'm I'm not making that trip alone always. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. so Ollie, what what do you say? Are you in on this? You think Indochina's got the right idea here?
1: I am so in on this. I, I love the bespoke offering. Dachino, uh do. Uh, it's 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 brilliant. That sort of customized, high touch, high value, high service point. It's it's brilliant. And you're absolutely right. It is a real reason. Are you going to order a customized, tailored suit or shirt or anything like that online, where you can perhaps see the you know you see a, a great picture of the fabric, right. but you don't know whether it's the right color because Computer screens and phones always have a slightly different different color than, than than real life and you wouldn't want to go and have that sort of bespoke offering based on your own measurements and you know some color matching without seeing real samples. And I think it's yeah you know, it, it does absolutely bring people in. It's a perfect partnership and it really appeals to to, to Nordstrom's current customer base as well, rather than trying to create some of these partnerships that like we've seen recently, where I'd like to appeal to the younger generations, let's say, I, I think it I think it fits perfectly straight in.
0: Well, I I agree with you. And actually, Ali, I would say that I think this gets the Gen Z and millennial audience into Nordstrom even more so. I mean, we saw them trying to do that, like you mentioned, with Glossier and some others earlier um, last year. But I think that you're right. Like for this bespoke experience, Indochino is a fairly approachable place. Poise- price point for a custom suit, or if you are a a Gen Z or millennial, and you're going to start getting into this wedding season where your friends are getting married, like it gives you a reason to go into Nordstrom when you maybe thought that that was a little bit above my level, or that wasn't quite something that was attainable for me as a a young professional. And now I think they're going to get in there. They're going to have this excellent customer service that Nordstrom is known for. They're going to see you know the Nike sneaker shop that they have in there. They're going to see some of the other things and realize like, okay, maybe this is a brand I can get by. And I think as we see, we're seeing this decline in department stores. I think, bravo Nordstrom, you are you are figuring out ways that are smart and strategic to get that next audience into your space. Definitely, definitely. And I'm keen to ask you a question on this one, actually. Yeah. Do
1: you think there's going to be much cannibalization of the existing Nordstrom basket from, from this deal? Or is it complementary? Is it going to actually supplement by you know additional purchases and bolt-ons, et cetera? I think that's
0: a great I think that's a great question, Ali. And actually I do think this is a perfect compliment. I think that the gen, especially for the Gen Z and millennial audience, they walk into Nordstrom and you see Armani, you see Hugo Boss, you see the high-end labels that for suiting, I think, specifically. I don't think that as a young consumer, you're thinking of Nordstrom as the place to go get a suit. I think that Indochino really brings that, like, again, approachable concept, bespoke suit. Like, you get to have your own flair. I think the Nordstrom of old probably carried this very, like conservative stiff approach. Whereas Indochino is like, Hey, we're fun brand. We're going to get you in here. And so I think that, yeah, it really, again, brings that opportunity to get these millennials and Gen Z in the door and to help them grow maybe into that Hugo Boss or Armani suit down the road. Um, and, and yeah, I think, I think it's, I don't see a lot of cannibalization happening. I actually think the basket size just overall increases with more time spent in the Nordstrom store. Well, that that's the sign of an awesome deal, eh? (laughs) hey. I would say so. Well, speaking of those millennials, let's move on to headline number three. So, Alibaba announced this week that they are expanding their membership-based Store X concept because they're seeing this increase in um, Chinese consumers in the millennial demographic having more kids, moving out into bigger spaces, and the company said it plans to add eight more Store X locations this year, bringing the total to eleven stores since the launch of the chain's first store last October. So this is not just Costco in China. Um, it's an 18,000 square foot store that's meant to be a larger version of the Fresh Hippo hypermarket. And it comes with the 40, uh, $40 per year annual membership free fee and leverages the same Fresh Hippo app and omnichannel fulfillment options. So it's not quite 30 minute delivery like from the other um, fresh Hippo markets in China it's i think it's within 2 hours depending on how far away you are from the store but this is another thing that i find really really cool about this concept so they've created a showroom for imports imported products that are available on Tmall and they're offering that product in store so you are in the storex store you scan a QR code for an imported product that's on Tmall and within 30 minutes they have the product waiting for you so you just do your other shopping and it's cleared customs and everything it's ready to go Oli, we've been talking a lot already about, about what's going on in China in the show. What do you think about this Storex expansion?
1: I, I think it's great. And I, I also reflected on that very same point. I think it's brilliant how they've got this sort of this this bonded international warehouse sort of bolted on the back that is ready to fulfill once you've once you've scanned that QR code, as you say, it goes through customs that you know. 30 minutes. I mean, most of us would, would 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 fancy that going through international customs at an airport. 30 minutes, right?
0: <laughs> Let's move this. TSA, are you listening? Yes, please help us. FAA.
1: So I think I think I think it's uh, it's a great opportunity. And it's really interesting that they're continuing to offer this under the under the membership program, you know, really appealing to that younger demographic that are getting older and they are moving into sort of family stage of life and so on and they're getting more money right they're starting to get promoted at work they've they've got more disposable income i think yeah it looks 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 promising from my perspective for sure
0: well we saw costco in the news this week also touting the same thing Bloomberg wrote an article talking about how you know as more millennials are buying homes to your point they have more income they can buy buy more things they're having kids um Costco is also seeing their membership, you know, target demo age go down from 43 to starting to get into the upper 30s. But I still don't understand. Costco in the U.S. is still only piloting curbside pickup at three stores. So you look at the possibilities and what Store X is doing in China. And I'm just thinking, can you imagine Costco with this technology? Like Costco, what why aren't you taking advantage of this? You could be doing so, so much more. Um, I'm going to like send myself into heart palpitations, getting, talking about Costco and and wanting them so badly to embrace this technology. Um, you know, Sam's club, we look at Sam's club, they're, they're close. They're doing lots of stuff. We just, um, interviewed the CTO of Sam's club, Vinod Bader uh, last week we just put that out so check that out omni talk listeners um, but it's a really great interview talking about how you know they are really going hard on this omnichannel approach they know that this consumer is going to expect things like scan and go in store they don't want to come back from shopping online for the last year and have to wait in lines again and so i think that you know this this concept to borrow your words ali is brilliant from store x I cannot wait to go visit it. And I think um, is only, you know, a, an opportunity for, for these U.S. warehouse retailers to really look at what is possible and how successful they could be. All right. Let's move on to headline number four. So Ollie fought for this one, which is a great story. So Morrison's, the UK's fourth largest supermarket chain with nearly 500 stores, saw their stock surge by 28% after a U.S. private equity firm made an offer to buy the supermarket group for 5.5 billion euro. That's six and a half billion dollars. Uh, Morrison's, however, rejected the offer from Clayton, Dublier, and Rice, citing that it is significantly undervaluing the business. Many are speculating that this now opens Morrison up to other offers, um, including perhaps one from Amazon. Uh, Morrison's had a, a relationship, has had a relationship with Amazon since 2016, under which the supermarket sells fresh produce through uh, and food through Amazon's website. Ollie, you're the man on this. So and we got to go to you for the UK point of view. Tell us why this is such a big story and why you wanted it included in this week's Fast Five, because I'm with you.
1: Well, th- th- this is interesting. So I think there's there's several different things going on here. Firstly, the, the offer from CDNR, uh, the, the, the US private equity house uh was, was particularly interesting because among their top team is Sir Terry Leahy, who has a, a bit of a bit of experience in the grocery sector. He was CEO of Tesco right. and at the same time as he's CEO of Tesco, Morrison's current CEO, David Potts, was CEO of Tesco as was a lot of their exec board and their chair work. Right. So it's like getting the band back together. <laughs>
0: Like, these guys are like the Beatles of grocery. Like yeah. we've got to get them all back together. I mean, they they are. You're right. There was like four or five people on the board who are all Tesco. You know, like just moved right over from Tesco, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think okay. it's
1: it's it's really interesting. And there's there's obviously going to be lots of lots of uh, group dynamics going on. Um, it's been gosh, probably probably ten years since uh, Lee left Tesco. Now I would guess. So things have obviously moved on quite a bit in in, in each of their lives, but I think you, you, you hinted at it as well. Amazon have been the perhaps the rumored suitor, shall we say, for for Morrison's, as you say, the the fourth largest supermarket here in the UK for quite some time, and they've been working together on an online offering. Amazon food is on on Amazon.co.uk is supplied by Morrison's. And it's, yeah, it's a, a partnership that has been moving along now and picking up pace over the last, well, the the, the pandemic, the pandemic month, shall we say, as online right. grocery has of course boomed. So I think it's really interesting. And, uh, you know, it, it, it sits alongside a UK grocery market, which has had quite a lot of change. We've had Asda recently sold by Walmart to another private equity consortium right uh, and and now they're looking at, at sort of expanding into petrol stations and convenience what would Morrisons do with something similar there's there's lots of opportunity
0: well ali I'm curious you know Amazon so they obviously own whole foods here in the US and they have some whole foods locations in London already that's right but but as we're seeing here, stateside at least, that's not a that's not stopping them from expanding the fresh concept in a fury here in the U.S. They've already expanded go to London as well. I'm wondering, like, do you think that Amazon maybe holds on to this partnership with Morrison's on the side? But is actually just using that to collect data to build their own fresh stores that then they'll they'll then launch, you know, across the the UK. Or do you think it makes more sense for them to buy Morrison's and then just take over the 500 existing locations?
1: Well, I think that's a great question. I mean, there's always lots of discussion and and uh, debate and rumor whether Amazon or how Amazon uses. Data from from partners and marketplace right. sellers and so on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I I don't don't have a, a, a detailed view on that. Uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of investigations <laughs> over the coming years into that. I think it's it's a really interesting one. They're they're absolutely growing out the the Amazon Fresh stores as we call them here in the UK. I think we're up to to, to five maybe more. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but expanding and getting really good reception from the UK consumer base as well. So right. it does does prompt the question. Morrisons, interestingly though, over the past couple of years have been expanding upstream in the supply chain. So owning more manufacturers, more producers of the food. So that 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 has a slightly different angle than just a retailer to that whole um, piece as well.
0: Right, right. And they need Amazon will need somebody with that capability on the ground there, no matter what. So that's a great point, Ali. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. But exciting news. um, And I'll be yeah, we'll be chatting on LinkedIn about that as that story develops. I have a feeling. I look
1: forward to hearing everyone's thoughts as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go on to our final headline. Uh, We're closing it up with another story from the UK. Marks & Spencers has partnered with Go In Store and appointed to offer customers enhanced shopping experience through a new video expert service. So shoppers can schedule one-to-one consultations with Marks & Spencers experts from the comfort of their home on demand or on product pages in the website, informing purchases, especially in the furniture and beauty categories, um, and then complete them either online and in-store. Marks & Spencer's staff can live stream sessions to the site, which will allow an unlimited number of customers to join broadcasts to learn more about the products as they browse. Um, I, this is a pretty significant move for one of the biggest mass retailers um, in the UK, Ollie. We're still a little behind on this in the US. I think it's going to become more common. But what are your thoughts on, on this move from Marks & Spencer's?
1: I like it. I think this whole uh, video consultation, video customer service, is is kind of the next big thing for, for retail. And it plays so well using physical stores and the passion that you get in, in store associates and store colleagues that are there and they're ready to help customers. It makes it more convenient. It allows you to have a personal conversation as you would do in a store. And we've seen a few, few retailers now in the UK doing some amazing things with it, uh, whether it's... Uh, Curry's doing sort of technology, whether it's Charlotte Tilbury doing beauty, Furniture Village, obviously in the, in the furniture land. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a really exciting space. And uh, I, I was doing some research as well, and everyone kind of thinks like, ah, oh, pandemic's over, shop's reopening. Right. And end of video consultations, right? Well, actually, research by Red Ant shows that 71% of 21 to 50-year-olds will continue to use virtual consultations so this is here to stay
0: well and in that in that in one of the um the reports that they put out too about this this woman at marks and spencers in the furniture department said she was chatting with a 92 year old woman who was like yes i just i don't want it takes (laughs) a long time for me to get to the store but i mean i think that's where you're right this is again we're using this so much this this Uh, to explain things but it's a brilliant move like it's just it makes sense to get you know you get to do it on your own time you don't have to be in the store to be making the decisions it's like get me down to just as i would if i was shopping online Get me down to the two choices. I either want red or I want blue. And these are the choices. This is what it looks like. I can go in store to make my final decision. But all of the other things, all the product knowledge, background information, you know how the product wears, all these things like that are can be easily be determined up front in a much simpler way. And I think this video exchange offering is, is going to be huge. I hope we start to see more of this in the US soon. I really, really do. Well, that closes us up uh, on the headlines, Ollie. But are you ready for our rapid fire questions? There's only one answer. There's only one answer. <laughs> you got to be ready, Ollie. you got to be Let's ready. Do it. Let's do it. All right. First question. Favorite UK band of all time? Queen. Oh, yes. Good answer. That was the best one. You win on that one. No matter what. <laughs> the rest of the answers don't matter. Um, okay. McDonald's announced this week a new loyalty app they'll be rolling out to the entire U.S. in July where you can get 100 points for every dollar spent at McDonald's. Ollie, what is your McDonald's go-to order?
1: McDonald's go-to order has to be cheeseburger and chocolate milkshake.
0: It's my... uh...
1: (laughs) <laughs> a just a straight up cheeseburger
0: straight up straight cheeseburger. Up cheeseburgers not big mac yeah. just cheeseburger yeah okay. on, on the go as
1: well a little, mm, little I, too tasty
0: <laughs> i have to say mcflurry mcflurry there that's like my only option at mcdonald's and i was there like three times this week with young kids i have a feeling i need to sign up for that loyalty program <laughs> Um, Okay, next question. Shopify is ready to take on Amazon launching their own affiliate program for content creators. Like yourself, Ollie also has a home improvement DIY channel that he started during Mm. the pandemic. Ollie, on your channel, what is the number one product you'd refer the at-home DIYer to buy? My my
1: favorite tool has to be uh, my miter saw, uh, which is a big circular saw spinning on a hinge (laughs) for those that aren't so uh, DIY savvy.
0: Yes, high-ticket item, high-danger item, but you will be collecting a big check uh, if you can find a Shopify (laughs) provider who is selling those minor-size, Ollie. Uh, Next question, Target announced two new D2C brands they'll be launching in store this week, one of which is Jinx, a pet supply company famously backed by singer Halsey, actor Will Smith, and rapper Nas. Of that lineup, who would you most want to have dinner with, Ollie? It's a no-brainer, this
1: one for me, and Will Smith. All the way, you know going from from Fresh Prince all the way up to you know what one of the top top Hollywood actors of of our time so I, yeah what, what a, a major rise.
0: I'm gonna go with Nas but okay. I was actually more surprised that uh Will Smith has dropped the rapper moniker I he's no he's only an actor <laughs> now he's not <laughs> claiming Fresh Prince of Bel-Air but hey that's okay that's okay it's summertime we'll be We'll bump that jam later in his honor. Um, okay, next question. <laughs> Banana Republic is bringing back a vintage capsule with the launch of BR Vintage featuring 225 vintage products from the brand's 80s and 90s golden period. Oliver Banks, what clothing item from the 80s and 90s do you most want to see return?
1: I would love to see Reebok pumps come back just as they originally <laughs> were because I always batched it and I never had a pair and oh, no. yeah the, the original cool ones they, they were nice yeah great
0: oh oh you oh, <laughs> gotta find a way you know there are there are websites where you can get these um and hypercolor t-shirts and the oh, hyper-color t-shirts. that's what i would I think that's that. what i would yeah, I, the Esprit bag is my number one. I think I would still use that tote on a regular basis. But yes, um, we will try to find some pumps for you, Ali. I would love to see you put those on. Um, and last question, Ali, you and I will be getting together, as we mentioned, on July 7th for Retail Transformation Live. Tell us where people can find out more about that event.
1: Yeah, it's a, I mean, that's that's uh, the, the the virtual event to help you transform retail. And the best place to go to find out All about it and sign up for free is retailtransformation.live.
0: Wonderful, Ollie. We will put that in the show notes as well. Uh, that so wraps us up. Um, thank you so much to Ollie for joining us this week. Uh, we are off next week for the 4th of July holiday, but wishing all of our listeners out there in Amitak land a safe and fun holiday weekend. Happy birthday, of course, to two English rockers in your honor, Ollie. London's Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac, one of my favorite bands of all time, and Birmingham's Astro from UB40. Hoping you all can raise (laughs) some of that red, red wine this weekend. (laughs) And remember, if you can only listen to or read one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day. And also features special content exclusive to us and just for you and all within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omniTalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. And of course, as always, be careful out there. The Yami Talk Fast Five is brought to you with the help and support of the a and Consumer and Retail Group. The a and Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities towards their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit takeoff.com. And finally, BrightSign. BrightSign is the global market leader in digital signage experiences for retail offering the most affordable total cost of ownership platform in the industry. BrightSign media players are the most respected and most reliable digital signage hardware on the planet and partners with all the leading content management software providers specializing in the retail market. BrightSign also offers free cloud connectivity for remote monitoring and management of player networks. To learn more, visit brightsign.biz.